0: Sooner or later, we're just going to call AEW all elite interim wrestling. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and on this episode, Of the square circle podcast. Yes, that's right. We are live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. If you are not here watching it live, you're missing out on the best content ever because you get my thoughts in real time rather than listening to it as a VOD or a video on demand. So all you have to do is, is make sure that you are following my channel twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows, or if you can't make it for whatever reason, that's cool. Sign up to my Substack stack newsletter, which we're about to talk about, marieshadows.substack.com, for all updates on wrestling news, my wrestling novel, live streams like this, podcast episodes, where we talk about everything and anything wrestling. So two options, twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows, or marieshadows.substack.com for all your wrestling needs. So now the wrestling world has been a little bit shooken up again because we have have all this news that comes out of AEW. And the way that it comes out is very sloppy, if you ask me. I'm just going to say it right there and then. It's very, very, very sloppy in the fact of how all of this wrestling news is given to us. Whether it's given to us through dirt sheets or press releases No one really knows what's going on. Everyone is copying off of each other. And, you know, there's no real truth seekers in the world of wrestling media, except for me and other people that I know behind the scenes. Um, Because, you know, we all have to give ourselves a little pat on the back, right? We all have to do that. So, again, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. I'm Marie Shadows. And right here next to me um in the box that you see here is my self newsletter this is where you can find my breakdown of wrestling and I will have some type of article up about AEW and their Battle Royale qualifier for a new interim AEW champion which I hate interim champions I really do it makes no sense to have them in professional wrestling unless um Unless you need it for, like, a really short term, then, yeah, sure, you can have an intern champion. But then again, just make a new champion. This isn't boxing. This isn't UFC. Wrestling, it's its, it's, its own sport, and wrestling is in a league of its own. So it's like, why would you want to have an intern champion if you know that your champion, the supposed best in the world CM Punk, is going to have surgery, and is going to be out to maybe at least six to nine months. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. He did not give us an update about what kind of injury it was, and he did not give us a time frame for that injury, for him to heal and come back. So it makes no sense to keep him as champion, because then, you know, they would have kept Osprey as champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling when Osprey suffered his broken neck, and I know people out there are probably going to get on me and be like, oh, why you have to bring Osprey into it? Osprey is the perfect example. He ran around for months saying he was a real champion and that Shingo wasn't, and that Shingo was the interim champion. Osprey was there doing this storyline ahead of everyone else. And then also, if you want to also talk about copying, um, the wrestlers that have the two belts, especially when Sammy had the two TNT championship belts, and we called it like the undisputed championship title. The undisputed TNT championship title, I should say. WWE's been doing Undisputed Championship titles for the longest. Um, it will be very nice one day if AEW can not copy off of the companies that you know AEW so desperately wants to be. It will be fantastic if that is the case, you know? Um, so yeah, uh I am starting like hot and heavy. Um, about this and um you know that's because it it bothers me sometimes it bothers me the way that fans think especially new fans who are hardcore fans who sort of just want everything for them um and not think about the bigger picture of like you know why certain things are not going to work out you might think it works out but you know it's not gonna look good it looks good on paper but when you execute it like does it really does it really look good and I think my camera stopped oh no good I hit the wire just so you know if you're watching this on VOD and you're like why did she say the camera stopped I accidentally hit the wire um I did write my think piece about CM Punk so um so we're going to look over that. We're going to look over my, my sub stack. We're going to have some fun. Uh, but yeah, initially, those are my thoughts. That eventually, AEW is going to have to find what makes AEW unique. They had that. I had a whole belief in you know what makes AEW different. But right now, I really can't tell. And I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to write it down. You guys are going to read it. You guys are going to hear it. I honestly think that the day that Cody Rhodes left is the day that AEW is going to end up in shambles, And we are seeing the threads slowly unwind. We're seeing the breakdowns so slowly happening, whether or not, um,
1: whether or not, you know, this is a work or anything like that, it's my stream good. This is the weirdest thing, guys. Give me one second. I'll go. I'll. I'll be. I'll go back to being um. As my, as my normal self. I want to see something first. Oh. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, As always, you know, tell a friend. Let them know that I'm live. If you guys have any questions, drop them in there. Any comments, drop them in there. So yeah, uh, cool. Everything seems to be going good. All right, let's
0: jump into my newsletter since it's been staring at you guys for, you know, roughly about 33 minutes. Um, so my Substack newsletter is a newsletter that I write. I have, uh, multiple newsletter sections where you guys can sign up to and, it goes directly to your inbox so you can definitely take it with you on the go on your phone read it like it put comments in it and this is what shows up when you're not uh signed up and it basically just tells you what it is about so i changed it from marie's musings to to square circle info because substack had contacted me and be like hey we want to feature your newsletter um into the discovery part and also at the front page so people can you know sign up i have been stuck at now 40 subscribers for a little while um for like maybe 2 weeks i've been stuck at 40 subscribers um and so you know uh somebody unsubscribed which is okay um i have no problem with people subscribing and unsubscribing because if they don't, I don't if they don't like my opinion that's okay too Uh, i'm not telling you guys you have to agree with everything that i that i have to say if you want to challenge me on something fucking challenge me because the only way that we grow is basically by having a conversation it's uh basically getting out my side your side listening to each other's sides and being like hey i agree with everything but this one you know um That's how you tolerate somebody else's beliefs. That's how you tolerate someone else's mindset Uh, because we're not here as robots. We're not here to be like, Oh, let me just 100% agree with you on everything. Let me not tell you when you're wrong. No, if you want to challenge me on stuff, do it just, you know, do it in a very, I want to say professional way, but do it in a way where like, it's not like pointless attacking Without like substantial evidence to back it up or like why you don't like what I said. Um, Correcting me is not the same thing as disagreeing with any of my thoughts. Okay, I'm just letting you know that. Um, So yeah, I decided to change the name from Marie's Musings to Square Circle Info because that just fits the overall idea of the uh, newsletter where you get wrestling news from my sources that send me through email. Um, any type of think pieces, original wrestling content, um, these live streams from twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows will be on the newsletter as well. Um, I will eventually start putting up uh, my wrestling novel chapters. I will eventually start putting up uh, my Lions War review from New New Japan Pro Wrestling. My interviews with wrestlers, uh, my interview with Hinari is already up there. Um, you guys do get a free preview, um, for only about like you know half of it. Um, and then the other half you would have to like pay, um, just because you know all this work is not free and there's nothing really backing me. I don't have anything backing me, um, in terms of financials. I'm just letting you guys know that. Um, if I could be as transparent as I can with you guys, that's what
1: I like to do. Um, so yeah, let's uh. Um, so this is like my one-off to get you guys to sign up, making
0: wrestling, making wrestling better than it was yesterday. That's to go through thought provoking, opinionated and fiery hot takes and original wrestling content, such as podcasts, Twitch live streams, written and more. So, you know, sometimes people want to read it first. So that when we read it first, this is what it is. Uh, Let me see if it transitioned well. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, this is how it looks. Um, I got many different types, okay, of articles. So best of the super juniors is covered. I still have to cover some more stuff. I just haven't figured out how I want to do it because it seems like wrestling just drops news every single day and like changes the landscape. Uh, so you have the home, the home will show you all the articles I have written, all the past articles, all of my podcast episodes up on here. Uh, my recommendation section where like Jesse Ventura is on here too. So I was marking out yesterday for it. Um, we'll talk about my CM Punk article in a little bit. Um, but I just want to show you like what's here. So podcasts, um, podcasts would be here, so it could be easily accessible when you're passing by and you can just want to listen to me rant or, you know, praise. You know, eventually I was going to praise AEW Dynamite. Um because aw dynamite i really did sort of enjoy um and i think that's thanks to mjf and his promo uh but other than that like i was going to praise it now i have no idea where it's going to be in this conversation my wrestle sheets this is basically like read and comment on both free and paid exclusive wrestling news wrestling analytical articles and write-ups so as you can see my newest one i pinned this to the top which is uh Aaron Hanare's um interview with me and again he is such a sweetheart but I'm not gonna gush over him too too much but he's he's a fucking sweetheart um we'll get to the punk one the AEW double or nothing review uh I got my biggest fan who's angry at me uh she didn't like it but that's okay um I do keep you up to date with everything Ibushi and New Japan going on uh, I put up wrestling news like you know less andora signs with uh with that with um m o w now, if we move to the storyteller uh basically this is where uh it's gonna be my fictionalized wrestling novel going here, where basically like I'm off to chapter six, I have not even worked on it yet um where well, you guys get to read it um but it will be paid because that writing a novel is no joke. That shit takes time and effort and everything else that I'm doing. You know, this is it. Um, my musings are basically like my little updates, lighthearted stuff. Um, nothing too heavy. It's nothing like the wrestle sheet. Um, and then we have the archive, which is everything. And then we have the about, which I'm probably gonna change up, but this is, gives you an idea of like, you know, if you love wrestling. Um, if you want to understand, appreciate and gain different outlooks, perspective and more about wrestling, like this newsletter is for you. If you are willing to give me a chance to sort of give you a different perspective about wrestling the way that I do it, which no one else does. I'll tell you that right now. I know I have like a chip on my shoulder and I sound arrogant, but I basically can talk wrestling with the best of them. Um, And with all my knowledge and how to, you know, um, bring it up, how to dissect it and everything, like, I am the one for it. Um, If I don't believe in my talents and my skills, then no one else is going to believe in me. No one else is going to put it out there saying that I'm the best. I have to say that I'm the best. But then again, it's the backwards shit of if I have to say it, then I'm not the best. But I'm the best at talking wrestling. Uh so <laughs> this is basically the newsletter. Um, if we go to the wrestle sheet, right? So I wrote this and eventually I'll get to uh Jay Quick's uh question because he's confused about how Moxley is number one contender. Um so I'll get to that I'll get to that in a little bit because I think that the rankings for AEW has was a good idea in the beginning but now it's just really fucking crap it's shit right now um
1: it really is shit so um what do you call it so this is my article
0: where basically i ask you guys the fans AEW fans uh you know i just want to mention that kyle from smack Draw pod had once asked on his show You know, uh, he's very surprised that I always call out the AEW faithful. Um, And, you know, the reason why I do that is because the AEW faithful has such a loud fucking mouth that they accept anything without thinking of the bigger picture to how to make AEW better. If that makes sense. And people are probably going to get pissed off at that. You know what I just said. But it just seems like the very vocal part of the AEW faithful that don't want to tell Tony Khan that, like, hey, you should really be hiring teams, you know, um, stop hiring more women wrestlers when you need to work on your women's division. The more women wrestlers that get hired for the AEW division does not put a Band-Aid on the fact that the AEW women need to train together. They need to be in the same household together To understand that, you know, we have each other's lives in our hands when they're out there performing for us. And we need stuff to make it look smooth. We need the fans to get into it. Because sometimes the fans in the front row, they're, they're, they're supposed to be the ones that are very energetic and really, like, supporting them. But half the time they're sitting down looking into space or looking into their phones. And it's like, how does this help the women? It really doesn't. So, you know, the vocal part of the AEW Faithful basically shouts at the stupidest of shits. But when it comes time to actually fix the company that you want, nothing happens. I'm starting to see now a lot of people are complaining. A lot of people are trying to push the envelope and a lot of people are trying to question. But again, it gets silenced. Tony Khan listened to one fan about um putting the lights up um in the back of the um of the arena so that way it could it could have more light and you could see the fans. And yeah, that was a good idea. But imagine if I tweeted out to Tony Khan, hey, um, you know, something about the women's division to like help them. I can't really think of something that like I would tweet that way he would respond to. Uh but if like if you tweet about about the women, he says he doesn't say shit. He doesn't say, "Oh, that's a good idea," or "that's a bad idea," or "we're thinking about it." It's always like, "Who can I put up on top?" Um, "Who can I like, you know, get there?" Um, you know, it's it's always one of those. It's never like, "Hey, um, you know, that's a good idea for the women." Um, I just
1: opened up the wrong program right now. Uh so yeah um so yeah that's the reason why like i uh, that's that's the reason
0: why i call out the aw faithful to answer my questions to see where their head is at even though some of the stuff that they tell me i'm just like oh this is like dead brain cells like come on um and his co-host uh Aaron said said it perfectly like you know that's what you do. If you're if you're upset as a consumer, the best thing for you to do is to go after the fans rather than going, well, if you're if you're the consumer, you go after the fans to be like, "Hey, we got to step our game up. We can't have um, you know, this company doing this shit. Like, this doesn't make any sense and here are my reasons why." Always make sure you have your reasons why. If you don't have your reasons why, Then how are people going to believe you? How are people going to take you seriously? You have to have your reasons why you want to have the fans understand your perspective and understand why you want the company to do better. Um, But like I said, his co-host put it in the exact awesome way where it's like, you don't go after the company because the company is not going to give a shit about you. The fans are going to give a shit. If you persuade them to give a shit, and then when they voice their concerns and they may or may not pay for something, that's going to open eyes to AEW, you know, um,
1: I'm just saying, by the way, ads start in three minutes. Um, and as always, let me know if I'm making sense here. Um, So I ask the wrestling community,
0: um, as a wrestling fan, what do you lose? What do you lose if CM Punk relinquishes the AW World Heavyweight Championship? What I didn't like was that Tony Khan was like, you could keep it because I believe in you. That should have been something what I saw on Twitter or somewhere. Like, first of all, he's supposed to, like, be your boss, right? If this was any other company, they would have stripped the the title from the champion and be like, we wish you a speedy recovery. Go get that surgery and, you know, uh, come back to us when you're 100% and we'll figure out what we're going to do. And obviously, you know, this means that he never lost. But AEW fans are... Okay, I'm... The way that I'm thinking about this is definitely going to put them into a bad light into a bad group if I would have said that AEW fans are selfish. Generally wrestling fans are selfish. That's a better way for me saying it. In general, wrestling fans are selfish and they want stuff for them and sometimes they don't think about the bigger picture. Um so my whole article is basically about like letting you guys know that CM Punk had his announcement um you know he said that he's injured he's gonna go take some time off he's gonna get a surgery um he wanted to he wanted to relinquish the title but of course Tony Khan was like no it's okay I believe in you like only to have a fucking interim battle royale bullshit of a thing Um, but yes, if you guys read my article, please leave a comment as to letting me know what you would lose if he um like relinquished the title. And I know some of you are going to be like, "Hey, I don't understand what that actually means." So let me break it down for you. It seems like everyone on Twitter has accepted the fact that we're gonna have an interim champion. I'm like, "Whoa!" Does that mean that you guys feel? If CM Punk would have relinquished the title, does that mean to you that his moment, his significant win at Double or Nothing against Hangman Adam Page does not count? If he would have relinquished the title, does does that make you feel like you lost something? Because everyone is all accepting of an interim champion but the interim champion is not going to be as valued as the real champion when the real champion comes back. So once CM Punk is healed and he comes back, are you going to remember the interim champion? Are you going to cheer for the interim champion? Are you going to put that interim champion on a pedestal and not the real one? Like, If any of that like makes sense. It's one of those things of like, somebody should have sat Tony Khan down, discuss what CM Punk was going to say rather than doing it live. You know, there is a perk to doing uh, wrestling live and unscripted. You know, sometimes you get a very good deal. Sometimes you get a very bad deal. This Announcement with CM Punk and not relinquishing the title and then creating a battle royale and then including New Japan Pro Wrestling to have a qualifier match to face the person who wins on June 8th in the Battle Royale to go on to face John Moxley. It's messy, it's bad, and this is what it means when doing it live gave them a bad hand. It makes no fucking sense. No sense at all. And this is why I don't really cover AEW as much because Even while I'm trying to explain it, I have to remember little things that I might have missed because there's a lot of information that's going out there. There's a lot of information that's so fucking sloppy that no one, I don't think anyone has the balls to tell Tony Khan that it's sloppy, dude. Like, point blank, it's sloppy. Like, you know, why are you doing it so difficult when it could just be simple, you know, you could have just took a page out of um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's book, and you could have just said, okay, CM Punk is relinquishing the title. Um, next week on Dynamite, we're just going to have uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Wardlow, and whoever wins gets to have that championship title. Rather than doing a battle royale where June 8th is two competitors, whoever wins. Gets to fight the June 12th New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion winner for this Battle Royale. And then face Moxley at the Forbidden Door. Jesus, that's a mouthful.
1: Man. AEW, man. It hurts my brain just doing this. Um. But yeah, they could have
0: just taken a, a page out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they could have had, like I said, Adam Page versus Wardlow. Whoever wins wins uh the champion and they go to Forbidden Door and they face Tanahashi. Like, how would you not wanna have? Okay, we'll have a wholesome match of hangman versus Tanahashi of Hangman won to back. Or we'll have a whole brand new era. Of Wardlow versus Tanahashi. And let's see what happens. Uh, Because you know for damn sure that no New Japan guy is going to get the AEW championship title. And that's very bad for for business. It's just very bad for fans. It's so... It's bad. Because nobody wins in that situation. You don't walk away with a good feeling. You automatically know that... um, As per the press release that we're going to have on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion coming up on June 12th, uh, which you guys can see on njpwworld.com. Make sure you get a subscription. Um, It's only $7 this year. The price went down in American money, just so you know. Um, You know that they have Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. Not many people know who Goto is. I don't even know if Tony Khan knows who Godo is, but according to um, someone on Twitter, they said that Tony Khan went to a few New Japan shows, so yes, he does know, and I'm like, anybody could go to any shows, dude, like, anybody can go to a few shows and still not know who Godo is, unless you remember matches, unless you... Uh, cover wrestling, like, really cover wrestling, then, yeah, I'll give the benefit of the doubt, but Tony Khan here is playing with dolls. And if he sees a shiny new figure come through, it's like, oh, my gosh, shiny, I got to go play with it. He's not going to remember who the fuck Hiroki Goto is. And we know that Goto is not going to win over Tanahashi. If Goto wins over Tanahashi, man, that will be amazing. Um, I would not be mad at it. I'll be completely surprised and Goto gets to finally have um his flowers that he deserves because he's one hell of a fucking wrestler. I enjoy Goto's work and he's a very good wrestler in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh he's he's teammates with uh Yoshihashi and he's teammates with Ishii and you know, he's part of Chaos. He's he's really really good. Um so yeah. Like, you know, imagine if we get some good storytelling of like Tanahashi versus Warlow. Tanahashi would definitely teach Warlow a couple of things because even though Warlow is a very big guy, uh he doesn't always have to do big ass spots to just impress people. Um also, he doesn't have to keep doing power bombs. That shouldn't be his thing. If he if Warlow keeps doing power bombs, that's going to be his box. And then and then all the appeal that I like about Warlow is going to go away. I don't understand why AEW insists on, they hate the competition. They hate WWE. When I say competition, I mean WWE. They hate WWE. Every chance that they get is fuck WWE. But yet then, they have their biggest guy uh, to do powerbomb at the powerbomb at the powerbomb at the powerbomb. People want to compare Warlow to Goldberg, I think. And I I think people want to compare Warlow to... um, uh to batista? No, compare Wardlow to Brock Lesnar. It's really there. Uh compare Wardlow to Brock Lesnar um because all Brock Lesnar does is suplexes. You know, Brock Lesnar says, "Welcome to Suplex City, bitch." Um Warlow can say, "Welcome to Powerbomb City, bitch." Like compare Warlow to uh, Brock Lesnar with just having that one move and I'm telling you, the more that he does it, the the appeal of Wardlow is really going to fade away. And that's really the saddest part. Um, he needs to switch up his moves, do other things as a big man, and not just rely on the power bomb. Um, and don't always try to do a swanton if it's not fully uh, learned, in a way. Um, So, yeah, uh, I would like some new, fresh matchups once we get to this whole entire, um, you know, I guess Dominion into Forbidden Door and shit like that. Um, But, yeah, uh, let's go further down my my article. Um, This is the podcast episode that you can definitely listen to. Uh, where I talk about Tanahashi versus Shingo for the IWGP Championship title. This was to find like the actual like winner winner. Um, so I even say here that like you know I don't think AEW should have an interim champion. Um, I noticed that every time something bad happens to AEW, Tony Khan panics like a little kid. And when you panic as a little kid or like a little kid, um, you don't see the full picture you make rash and irrational decisions and you want to make sure that you keep the hardcore fans happy because they're the ones that are paying for shit um i don't know of a casual fan that pays for like aw tickets i know that it's a AEW fan that pays for tickets or a hardcore fan that pays for tickets but a casual fan will most likely be tuning in to raw or smackdown um and watching that and going to that and having more fun there so you gotta like i don't know why my brain wants to say you gotta like pick and choose um most likely you do gotta pick and choose um so i did say here that creating frequent interim champions isn't long-term storytelling that is so wrong i can't believe someone had tweeted that out but Creating frequent interim champions isn't long-term storytelling. Sure, it's a block in the road of, like, the stories you're trying to tell. But it's not long-term because no one's going to give a shit about the interim. You're there as a placeholder. That's all it is. Um, That didn't help Sammy Guevara with his Cody Rhodes feud. When Cody announced he caught covid It isn't creating new stars, it isn't creating new stories, it's not putting the AEW day one guys first when they're going to take a back seat once the real champion comes back. That's exactly what's going to go on. They're going to take a back seat. And interim champions are not the quick fix answer to avoid the tough decisions that need to be made by a boss jericho says that you know tony khan is the best boss that he ever worked for that's because there is that's because tony khan treats people like his friends when you're in this type of business the more you treat people as your friend the comfortable they get and the more complacent
1: no wait hold on complacent might be the wrong word I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the point I'm trying to make is that
0: if you are really friends with your, like if you're, if you're supposed to be the boss and you're friends with the employees, they're going to really be complacent that they don't really want to improve because they already feel proud of the work that they've done. And to me, someone analyzing their work, I would definitely say it's fucking mediocre. You got to like really step it up. um, Because the last thing I want is for wrestlers to get forgotten in something that they love, you know, I don't want I don't want no um wrestler to get forgotten in the sport that they love because they spend so much time and energy going through the training, wrecking their bodies, putting their bodies on the line, getting hurt, getting broken bones. Like, why would you want that to fade away? You know, if you're just going to be complacent and be like, oh, I did a good job. I could go home and rest like I don't get that. So, yeah, Jericho said that, you know, Tony Khan is the best boss he ever worked for. And that's because he's friends with everybody and Tony Khan doesn't want to be a boss. Um, I said it somewhere that um, I would be more intimidated of of Vince McMahon than Tony Khan. Um, Just because Vince has that authority figure already and you don't want to fuck with Vince. Tony Khan is like, what are you really going to do? You know? Um, What are you really going to do? Uh, Like I said here, don't upset the hardcore fans with anything less than what makes them happy because that's
1: TK's income right there. It really is. Um, Just so you guys know,
0: Punk and I have each other blocked. On Twitter, that's because seven years ago, I called him out on his tell-all bullshit on Coca Bandit's podcast. He didn't like what I had to say. I actually wrote an article about it. Tagged him in it. He didn't like it. I didn't like it either. We both blocked each other. That's it. That's the reason for me putting in parentheses, uh, not boasting, just providing you a fact you may not know. Uh, But I will give Punk credit where's due by saying that for him to relinquish the title, wanting to do it, to do the right thing, to relinquish the title, uh, that's a stand-up act. The fact that Tony Khan is all like, no, you can keep it. It's okay. Like, what are you talking about? He's hurt. He's going to be out for a long time, but yet they're going to have an interim champion? Like, I hate it when we had the Ring of Honor Women's uh, interim champion. Why? Just wait until Deonna is done with her bookings and have that as a special tribute match i don't know tribute match is not the right thing but like he should have fucking waited instead of having the
1: interim championship title uh and then i explain what i mean by lose anything
0: so when you guys read this um you know that um and then also you know i had to hit you guys with this right Wow, while, while it's always sad for a wrestler to leave due to injury, CM Punk will be okay. He didn't choose the Z Pack. I I had to I had to hit you guys with one of that because I, I don't like CM Punk anymore. I'm not taking his babyface promos, his oh my god, woe is me promos. I'm not doing that shit. Like it's it's really over. Like he I really felt betrayed when he did that seven years ago. Um So, yeah, Um, that's basically my article. Um, And then you can definitely see, like, anything else you want. Uh, More stuff will be added to the site. This live stream in particular will be added to the site as well for you guys to view and watch. Um, Because I realized that for people who want to watch the VOD, you have to subscribe to my channel. I totally forgot I had that on, but I'm going to probably leave it. But, yeah, this is my newsletter i hope you subscribe um subscribe to marie com, where i let all my thoughts go you know if i couldn't troll you with the the title at least i can
1: show you at the end with with that stuff um now since i'm on here about yo get your podcast Bro, you missed my whole entire rant.
0: <laughs> You're going to have to catch the replay. <laughs> How are you guys doing? What is up? I'm going to try my best to explain um, Jay Quick's confusion. Um, I just can't. I just, I just really can't, you know. Well, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. So we're here at the power rankings, right? Oh, by the way, for added context. It's Marie, not Maria. <laughs> um, for context, Tony Khan actually tweeted out that Jon Moxley has seven straight wins. He is undefeated. Therefore, that's why he chose Jon Moxley. So that tells me, because someone did say um, Wardlow should be in that spot. But he said that Wardlow lost. Um, He said that Wardlow lost. So that tells me that Tony Khan just picks the people that have a straight, clean victory win. And that's it. And that's really sad because it's like Wardlow put in a lot of work and effort to get his supposed contract. Um, It's all good, Getcho. Uh, you know, Wardlow put in a lot of work to get that contract from AEW, and yet then you're gonna fucking put in John Moxley. Man, I get it. John Moxley is your go-to boy. I totally get that. But shit, man, build up AEW on your day ones, on the ones that are like they feel like AEW guys, not on the backs of WWE guys. All right, uh.
1: How the fuck am I gonna like understand this? Okay, so official power rankings as of June 3rd. Oh, okay. So as of yesterday, we have John Moxley. Warlow, Hangman Adam a page, Adam Cole, and Jay Letho. How is Jay Letho here? Is Jay Letho, has Jay Letho been on Dark? Adam Cole. What happens if I So you can't even click on the
0: name without it expanding and look at the
1: um the lit not not the list the the record man i i don't know anymore
0: i don't know anymore man yo Jay, quick i don't know how to answer your question i don't know how to not have you confused um other than like letting you know tk tweeted out about um you know why john moxie is number one
1: like i i don't know that that's it's not even interactive. This is why I get upset at wrestling fans, mainly AEW
0: faithful, because, you know, in order for the AEW faithful to properly present their arguments as to why um, things are that uh, the way they are, they really can't like case in point. Um, I couldn't I couldn't look at the records to be like to try to make some sense of it rather than trying to give you Steiner meth. But everyone that's an AEW faithful cannot give you proper arguments. Tony Khan can't give you proper arguments either about like why certain things are the way they are. Um, Case in point, that AEW scrum that happened and Tony Khan went all over the place. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can't can't tell you guys. I can't tell you guys. uh, I can't break this down for you guys. Now do you understand why I say New Japan is fucking everything, that New Japan is the best wrestling company that's out there, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling is the best company out there, and I really hope that they have eyes in the back of their head, because Tony Khan is going to come from, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It might sound really, really fucking crazy coming from me, but make sure New Japan Pro Wrestling, you guys have your head on a fucking swivel. Because I don't trust anything Tony Khan does. I really don't. I don't trust him booking the forbidden door. I don't trust him booking his guys. I don't trust... Um, I really don't trust much of any much of anything. And the partnership that he has with New Japan Pro Wrestling, every single New Japan guy fucking loses on AEW soil. Every New Japan guy gets in like three fucking minutes of their time. Case in point, Hikaleo. Hikaleo didn't get in much. Um, Everyone else got in much. The Young Bucks are always going to get in their shit. Uh, Reed Dragon are always going to get in their shit, but Hikaleo doesn't get shit. Why? I fucking hate that. You know, they say that AEW is for everyone, but yet then, the, the same revolving people get to have their shit displayed on everything. And fuck if you're a New Japan guy, if you're an impact guy, like, you're not as... You're not. You're not an AEW guy. You're not Tony Khan's favorite, and everyone that's so brainwashed by it, like, can't give you a proper argument about certain things if you bring it up. Like, if we bring up the rankings, like, why am I supposed to take AEW's word for it if I can't access the records of you know what what the score is? Um, it's like, for example, I, you know me, I don't like using other sports analogies because i am really bad at like other sports i only know uh professional wrestling because that's my bread and butter and again i break it down like no one else i try to you guys are seeing this i try to break this shit down um so basically uh let me just say this um so yeah um why am i as a AEW wrestling fan, let's just say that, because I still I still comment on AEW, so I guess we're going to call me an AEW fan. Why do I have to take AEW's word that Jon Moxley is the right person in the number one spot for the rankings if I cannot see the record? I am not paying attention every week. On AW Dynamite to see the lower graphic of the records. They should have left it the same way where they had the record and then like the overall record, where I can easily tell you guys, okay, this is why. Hear me out. X, Y, and Z. These are my points. Uh, this is why John Moxie is up in first. And then I could tell you, like, oh, well, when he had this match, he won. Like, I am supposed to be giving you an analytical. <laughs> I don't want to use the word debate. Debate is the wrong word here. An analytical overview of AEW, but I can't do that. I can't, and there goes my content. I really can't. But I could definitely switch and definitely talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling and why certain things are done. Um, but yes, um, Jay Quick, if you are still in the chat and you're still watching me, I am completely sorry that I cannot. Uh, take away your confusion because I am as confused as you. I still think that like I said earlier, um, Getcho, you guys weren't here when I said it. But I do think that they should have took the New Japan approach uh for when Osprey uh had his neck injury and he had to vacate the title and we had um, you know, Shingo versus uh it, w- it was supposed to be Shingo versus uh Koda Ibushi. But Koda Ibushi uh was feeling sick at the time when he took the second uh vaccine shot so it was uh Tanahashi versus Shingo. Shingo won Shingo is the IWGP champion at the time. At the time Shingo was the champion and that just replaced um the undefeated unbeaten Will Ospreay at the time. You know um AEW should have at least did that. Um to just have uh hangman Adam Page versus Wardlow. Because who wouldn't want to see Heyman at the page versus Tanahashi at, at Forbidden Door? Or who want who wouldn't want to see Wardlow versus Tanahashi at the Forbidden Door? Right? You make new stars. You don't you don't rotate the fucking WWE guys.
1: Um so let me go back up here. Um <laughs> Get your podcast said no lie aw website running on
0: Windows 95. It fucking looks like Windows 95, dude. Like, man, it looks like fucking Windows 95. Um, this forbidden door might be mid. I don't like using mid. I really don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I don't I don't know. I don't trust it. Uh they should have set up some angles um at uh double or nothing to just sort of ease us into this. Uh, because now it's gonna feel like a fucking WWE pay-per-view where you know the build-up took two weeks. And that's bad. That's fucking bad. Um Yep, Adam Cole had to announce it and they didn't allow the president of New Japan to speak. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um even Jay White came out too and basically, you know, announced it too. But uh even if the president of New Japan did speak, most likely he's gonna be speaking in Japanese, so I get why they did it, but again, everything just feels so fucking sloppy. Um, just so you guys know, ads start in three minutes. If you do not want your uh experience
1: to be interrupted, by all means, send me that Twitch Prime. Um... Uh, Wow. Okay, so I, I'm i looking on
0: my Twitter and Godot didn't even fucking know he was in the match until he found it. That's also a bad thing too. Every wrestler that you talk to when you ask them, hey how did you hear about the Forbidden Door? Who told you about the Forbidden Door? All they keep saying is Twitter, social media. Oh, I found out through social media. Why are they finding out through social media? Like, why? Why can't you, like, text them or let the office know to let them know that they're on the card? Like, you know? It would have been really bad if, like, you know, someone didn't show up. And then they're going to get the brunt force of, you know, them not showing up. But, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Um what else did I want to say about this whole fucking situation? I was trying to be like, hey, let me explain it. Because I don't really know what the fuck it is. Um or what's really going on. Um I mean I already covered CM Punk, I already covered AEW and interim champions. Um sooner or later we're just gonna call AEW all elite interim wrestling. You know, the reason why I go so hard about aew is because i really wanted to to succeed but it feels like there's no improvement tony khan wants to listen to dana white about you know not listening to the fans but um especially when like they're negative but are you really listening are you really listening to the ones that would give you constructive criticisms that will think outside the box for you that would do the research for you that would definitely be like hey this idea may not work, but let's find out ways how we can make it work. Like it's always a we thing with well with me when it comes to certain things. Like it's always a we thing. I I don't really do I I I I. It's it's a we thing. It's a team thing that I want AEW to succeed. But you know they're really pushing. They're really like holding on and stuff. They have some hits. They have some misses. But at the end of the day, um, it's like I really want them to succeed and think about things better and not just do stuff for the sake of doing stuff
1: and just be a regular indies. Like, I really don't want that.